thought someone gave my mom a book called Breaking the Strong-Willed Child. She finally admitted to me that she lied. She bought it herself. Yeah, like, she did. <laughs> yeah. But she's going to break me. She's going to break me. This kind of chronicles my boy crazy journey. journey yes. Because I matured early. Is it true that you're going out with Dawn? She's a fat pig. I just... It, kissed all the boys. Yeah. I pretty much, I think I dated and kissed almost every guy I went to church with. It felt good to sit in his arms, his hands gently caressing my arms, hair, sides, hips, etc. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. We are in for a treat today. My friend Dawn is here to share her box of middle school notes, and it is so cringe. You're just gonna love it. And reading them made me recall what I said long ago about my own notes, episode one. The consensus from many adults is, middle school is terrible. And though I had my own trials and tribulations, I look back and see kids just trying to figure life out and not doing too bad of a job at it. We were trying things we'd never done before and learning lessons, and these lessons are not little things. They're the big things that make us happy, satisfied, productive members of society. These six boxes of notes demonstrate that we start learning these lessons at age 12 and just keep on working at them forevermore. We get better, gain more tools, but we're still just working out the same shit. Some of the shit Don was figuring out is about the body, the awareness of what it gets you, and being straight up here, thinner equals prettier equals attention, boyfriends, and parties, and attention equals danger. While a bigger body gets you less attention, less harassment, and maybe the ability to just be yourself because nobody's paying attention. Those you may learn in middle and high school, yet the bigger lesson is how you choose to use that awareness for your own benefit, taking control of your life, your sexuality, whatever label you've been given, and your response to how you're treated. Dawn has her notes plus fan fiction, letters, and diary. She keeps stuff and she keeps it organized. Her garage is filled with creepy Halloween decorations in bins labeled skeletons and pirates. She has a room in her house she calls her closet with every gothic hair accessory and necklace in its appropriate location. Thus, we have a lot of material she has kept carefully packed away. Time to dig in. Uh, okay, tell me what you've brought. Okay, so this is my... It actually has dates in it. It was given to me in August 13th, 1980. Aww. And it phone number is in the back. <gasps> and it spans to, I don't know, I stopped putting dates. But it spans to somewhere in high school. Okay. Maybe like 84 or something. Okay, like so that. so is that period high school, 80 to 84? No. Can you do the math? I <laughs> I was born in 1969, so 1980 is like 6th grade. Right, sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, that means this diary spans age 11 to 15, which is precisely the period we love to talk about, middle school, plus a little early high school. And she's got notes and letters after that. No, you've got some post-its in there. Are those okay, I started putting post-its because I was trying to find this one 
post that I remembered reading before, like where I was like, oh my God, I had such a good hair day. My hair <laughs> feathered so good. But I, and then I was like, wait, these are all funny. I'm just going to stop putting post-its. Dawn has a way with words. She wrote for the school newspaper and these later letters hold quite beautiful poems and original song lyrics that she still knows the tune to. Cause you're the better half of me. You're someone I could talk to. In fact, her brain is full of songs. And this one came right back when reading her little sixth grade words. Every word someone says sets off a song in my head in the jukebox. So like when I was looking through this, the whole time I was getting dressed, I was like, I am a C, I am a C-H, I am a C-H-R-A-S-T, I-A-N, F-E-F-C-H-R-A-S-T, and you're H-E-A-R-T, then you are L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-L-Y. I can't believe I still remember that. You will never forget that I know, but I think it was also because it was like English, my letters that I loved. So like I always liked the spelling songs. And if you recognized that song or listened to our series about evangelicalism in California's Central Valley, then this might be obvious. But to be clear. And then I had a mom that was, you know, we we were pretty religious and she was like so intense about everything. Like, like many things. You will hear some of them. Let's meet little Dawn in Bakersfield, California. Short blonde hair, chubby cheeks, creative and curious. And then the changes happen. This kind of chronicles my boy crazy journey. journey yes. Because I matured early. In third grade, we moved. And every time we would move, I would gain a lot of weight. So I gained a lot of weight. I had these little third grade boobs and had to wear a bra. And then I remember the day I came home wearing a wool shirt. And my mom said, it's time to have the deodorant talk. And I was like, I'm mortified. (laughs) For some reason, adult things like pubic hair. And I'm whispering it (laughs) because... Oh, I don't know why I'm whispering it. Um, and because it's deodorant were like so upsetting to me. Like I wanted to be a kid still. Yeah. yeah. And my body was kind of betraying me. Which is why when we talked before about, you know, like if I was me now, I might be doing a they them thing because I felt very confused and conflicted with like the reactions I would get as I got older right compared to like where I mentally was in terms of life and sexuality totally right right this next entry is where I start to succumb to the thing all girls succumb to in the 80s and beyond body image problems (laughs) today I'm starting a self-improvement course I'm working on losing five pounds so far, or at least three inches. Those are wildly different <laughs> metrics. <laughs> By October 30th. I want to look really great for David so he'll like me. I'd like to lose 15 pounds by Christmas so I can get a whole bunch of new clothes. My legs and hips are too big. I'm going to try and stick to it. But I'll need support from you, dear diary. And God. <laughs> Please help me and pray every day to try my best. Love you, Don W. <laughs> well, I don't know why this person was like my, this diary was my secret best friend, I guess. And the therapist. Yeah. Well, how did, how did that self-improvement plan go? Um, at one point, I would belong to a women's gym 
where I would actually wear leg warmers and a leotard and stuff. And then I would just do things like that jiggle machine. <laughs> and like the thing where you would like lay your legs on there and it would roll fat. And then sometimes I would do aerobics. <laughs> So uh, you have to understand, if we read from here, that being the chubby kid, I started in third grade, chubby kid, grew a whole bunch and then was like a skinny, like kind of hot girl. But to everyone else, I was still the chubby kid. It didn't matter what I look like now. And like no boy would have anything to do with me at school. It's hard to shake a label once it's taken hold. I would like to tell you one of the saddest stories of my life that Please is not do. chronicled in this diary because it was just too painful. I want to hear but it. But when I hit the mention of David, I got to tell this story. Okay. Okay. So I fell in love with David in fourth grade. He lived like we would walk home on the trail together all the time because he lived near me and we were like buds. And I was the chubby kid when I met him. So it was just like, we're just friends. But we became really close of walking home two years together. So I always, deep down, he was like my secret love, right? Totally. But unattainable. Like, because he was a cool guy. He was super... He had a mustache in fourth grade, and I'm not making this up. David... Sorry, I shouldn't use the last name. <laughs> David S. I just loved him. So one day we were walking home on the trail, and he told me that he really liked me. Now we're in sixth grade. And I'm actually scared skinny and pretty at this point but it doesn't matter because I used to be the girl that everyone bounced off and was like whoa blubber you know like so he told me he really liked me and he asked me if I wanted to go and I was like I have to ask my mom who of course said no and we talked on the phone and he told me how much he liked me I was ecstatic yeah so we get to school the next day and I only told one person who apparently had some issues with me because she secretly told it. You know when I would stand outside the classroom waiting for the teacher to get there? She, like, whispered it to everybody else. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, Dawn's going with David, you know? Whoa. So I'll never forget. He's walking up from the trail. He's getting closer. And I'm, like, so excited to see him. And then one of the boys is like, David, is it true that you're going out with Dawn? She's a fat pig. And, like, he just froze and stood there for a little while. And I saw, like, all these things, like, happen in his face. And then he was like, what? That's totally gross. I would, like, never go with her. I can't believe you said that, you know? So not only was I, like, humiliated, but everyone thought I, like, made up this lie. And I was just, oh. like, heart crushed. But, like, I had this thing that I was like, no one will ever see me cry. Like, I never let people see me cry no matter how bad they picked on me. I got home and like cried my eyes out. Um, so that was kind of the start, I think, of like, wow, people are just so afraid of what other people think that they will deny who they truly are. Right. All the time. You right. Know? Um, anyways, but he does oh. factor factor yeah. into this this a Did lot. You, were you still friends after that? Oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, I probably gave it some space, but I was excited to go to junior high because I could be hot in junior high. Uh -huh. like, I could shake that off because there'd be a whole bunch of new kids there. Right, you know, that right. I didn't true, go just to grade school with.
junior high was going to give her the opportunity to be a new person, not fat pig Dawn, pretty Dawn, with none of that whoa blubber baggage. Yay! So she and her best friend got ready, and the diary chronicles their efforts. This girl Sharon is going to come up in these stories. She was my bestie in grade school. She was the sweetest girl in the whole world. And I never want to say anything bad about her, but I do have to say that she was not the smartest tool in the shed. She was actually maybe the least smart tool I'd ever met in any <laughs> shed. But we were best friends. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. You sure. know, we weren't a good match, but, you know, she, we just adored each other. But she also was like me. She actually looked older than I did. She was very pretty. And she was dumb, so it was like a bad no. combination. Right. Um, there's going to be a discussion of a kissing book. So, so I don't know if you remember, but in the back of like magazines, there would be those books on like learn how to kiss <laughs> for like $5. So one day we were like, let's get it. But we'll get in so much trouble if we get it. So we have to do it in secret. And so... Because, I mean, my allowance was like 25 cents a week at that point. So we saved up like our quarters and nickels and dimes until we had $5. And we filled out the thing and we addressed the envelope. And we filled it with $5 in coins and then asked her mom to mail it for us. Like not shady at all. And apparently she just took it in her room and opened it. it was of like, course. Oof. Of course. So there's some discussion about when is this kissing book going to get here. Right. Because we and think imagine that's t- how many stamps you would need. Like how heavy <laughs> that know. envelope would be. The envelope would completely have ripped, even if it would have made it through the process. <laughs> but that's like, it's like, we're probably not ready for kissing if we don't understand. No, you don't understand mail yet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, let's hear it. Guess what, DD, which is how I always refer to the diary. <laughs> <laughs> guess what dd sharon is going with someone his name is robert she likes him a lot and she's kissed him quite a lot she even wants to french him oh maybe i hope she won't do it <gasps> she'll be sorry and she'll break up with him i bet yeah she has changed a little right don w <laughs> You have no idea. I would always sign it with my full name. Oh, my God. I have so many entries in my diary like that, like about a friend and their drama. Exactly. But it so quickly changes. That was February 12th. February 14th. She thinks she's going to French Robert today. I wish she would wait until we get the kissing book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. I doubt she'll French him today anyway. Bye, DD. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, February 16th. So another two days has passed. Sharon French Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of Sharon I right know. now. She said it was really gross and that he did it wrong. She told me not to try it too soon. Don't worry, Cher Bear. I won't. Bye, DD. Oh, my God. <laughs> thing is that cringy every page is this cringy thursday so it's a whole a whole 10 days has passed 
Sharon broke up with Robert today. He cried all day and kept sending her notes all day asking if she would please go with him. She told him no way. She was too tired of him. I hope she's happy with the situation. <laughs> like, so judgy. So judgy. Like, so judgy. Like, you created this, Sharon. You and made then the, the monster. Day, Sharon told Robert that she was just too tired of him. She said that he tied her down. <laughs> Sharon can't decide what to do. Bye bye, Dee Dee. <laughs> it's always like a cliffhanger for the next time. It really is. And then there's just like the, part, blank the pages. Sharon times are done. Like yeah. we're not really friends anymore. Oh. Like, I think. They never got that kissing book. Don is sure Sharon's mom never sent the order. I'm going to read this to you because Please as a do. church person, you will, this is my second entry and I had to like backdate it because they didn't bring it with me to church camp. The following are my memories of church camp. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I love camp. It's so fun. I love all the people. I love God. My counselor, Jenny, taught me that he loves me too. Like I didn't learn that what? in the other 12 years of church. Yeah. I have talked to Jenny, and I am going to go up tonight. I'm going up to the center of the bowl now, like that bowl where you would sit. Now I'm climbing into the baptistry. Now I'm going under. I have become part of God's family. And then the very next entry. Oh my gosh. This is all in August of 1980. The very next entry is, guess what? I started my period on vacation. Yay! Yeah. (laughs) Okay, wait. I just love how you like describe your experience. (laughs) Like, were you getting baptized or you were just like... I was retroactively describing the intense experience of being baptized, which I got in a lot of trouble for getting baptized at church where my parents weren't there. Of course, they're gonna Um, be very mad about that. But I was like, the spirit moved me. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I couldn't wait any longer. (gasps) I'm part of God's family now. Yeah, yeah. And then you get your period. Yeah, and then I got my period. The spirit was definitely moving as young Dawn became a woman. Now let's get back to boys. Her classmates were not particularly interested, but she had two other pools to draw from. Church boys and like high school boys. <laughs> when I was like 12, like so not cool. But um, as you'll hear in my diary, my every time like I had an opportunity to be someone that wasn't the kid people knew at school, mm-hmm. I loved it. So I went to, for a church thing, I went to Pepperdine for a weekend and it was like a youth thing. Yeah. And I met this boy and I totally liked him and I kissed him. Oh my God. But then I also kissed another guy later that (laughs) night after he had to go home and somebody saw me and told my mom. Uh Oh, that doesn't sound good. Let's hear it from the diary. All right, this is my first kiss. Okay, oh my God, so excited. Dear Diary, I met a boy today. He's 14, Mexican, cute, and adorable. 
he is really funny. We French five times. He's so special. Tonight, he wasn't there. And then this other boy wanted to kiss me. So, so I did it. Yeah, you did. I feel horrible. I wish I would die. Oh, I miss George. We're going. Underline. <laughs> what? What a tramp I was. Such a tramp. I know. You took you took lessons from Sharon, I think. I know. And so when my mom gave me, she didn't even know about the second boy. So when she grilled me hard that night, I was like, I am such a slut. And now what happened with mom? So what's not in the diary is the intensity of when we got home. Uh-huh. So we get home. She's like quiet the whole drive back to Orange County from Pepperdine. And then she sends my sister in the house. And then she railed on me in the car for an hour straight about how I was going down this terrible path and like I was sinning and blah blah blah. and it it impacted me so much that like at the end of our church they would always have that like come up and confess your sins moment which of course I'd never done because I'm like I'm here three times a week what I don't need to do that I almost went up and like confessed what a whore I'd been, you know, like oh my God, at like six. Yeah, grade and when I told camp. my mom that, she was like, "If you had done that, I would have died because everyone would have like would have known, you know, like." Her romance with George wasn't even a kiss it and quit it situation. It's not in here, but I wrote him a letter when yeah. I got home because I had personalized. Remember how everyone had personalized like owl stationery yes. when you were like in grade school? 100%. And, but mine was like this couple walking through the, it was like one of those like blur lens photos uh-huh. of a couple walking through like a field of dandelions or something. And it was just like, dear George, I love you so much. Blah, blah. I coated it with perfume. My love's <laughs> baby soft or whatever it was. And then I put like kiss marks on it and sent it. And I actually have in there somewhere the letter he wrote me back. <gasps> he it's, wrote you back. I can't believe did. it. But I just got a letter from Sissy today. She said she's going with George. Oh, no. I lost his bracelet, but I don't care. I wish I'd never met him. I'm breaking up right now. Wait, was your heart broken? Well, apparently not, because he comes back into play. (laughs) I recently went to a youth rally with Janet at my church. You'll never guess who was there. George. Oh, no, he said, Sissy's thing was just a rumor, he said, and he didn't understand why I wrote that letter. I must have written him a, like, F you kind of letter. Right. Were we still going, he wanted to know. I said, I just wanted to be friends and ignored him every time he wanted to talk. I had so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everything was like, did you ever sneak. kiss a boy again? Oh, <laughs> you were just I like, kiss so about many boys in junior <laughs> high. I cannot. And it was mostly like seventh grade. I uh, think, oh, yeah. Seventh early grade. Eighth grade. All right, we're officially hitting middle school. The hormones are strong and the girls go hunting. I had a friend who was even more boy crazy than me, like the kind where we'd go to Knott's Bay Farm to like pick up on boys. But Uh I didn't really want to. But she was like obsessed with it. So it was always like me getting stuck with the weird friend. Yes. 
And we're like, let's go on the log ride and watch you two make out and me like be crammed up against this guy. Yes. But we have no interest in each other. Yes. That was pretty much like every third weekend was doing something yes. like that. Or yes. like flirting with guys at the mall I didn't like and stuff, you know? Yeah. No, I my best friend. I mean, I was also boy crazy, but I had the best friend that was more boy crazy yeah. than me. That yeah, was just yeah. like fully stalker yeah, level. Totally. Boys always liked her too. So yeah. she would, I was like third wheel all the time I know. or stuck with the guy that liked her, his friend. Exactly. Who I wasn't into. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm with you on that. Some of this was fun, but the body thing gets even more confusing for Dawn. She's used to people labeling her based on her body, but now the type of body attention is changing. I don't know if you remember that time period, but there's that period like in junior high where everyone's insane. But you're also trying to feel out like, wait, what do these boobs get me? And like, what do I do with them? And like, you kind of play with like different aspects of like using sexuality, like to right. see what happens. Right, like, right. Even with like a teacher, which is like so gross, you know, but like you're just testing out like different things. Totally. And then I had a mom that was you know we we were pretty religious and she was like so intense about everything like one time she got mad at me because I she let me wear a shirt you know remember those black and white striped shirts that like laced up the front yes I was wearing that and I wore it to a church family's house happened to be the house of the 16-year-old boy I was into. So I was trying to look extra hot. But apparently his dad spent the whole night looking down my shirt. No. And my mom exploded at me. Like at you. It was my fault. Yeah, everything was like always my fault. And I shouldn't have been dressed like that. And she should have known better. And I was like, I remember being like really tripped out. Like, how is it my fault that that dude right. was being a weirdo? Right. You know, like that's gross. That's someone's dad. Yeah. older guys would always like try to hit on me like in the mall because we were by ourselves all the time yeah and i looked really grown up especially when i started wearing makeup and then i had those ridiculous glasses for a while that had the gold d in the corner and like they went from like see-through to like blush pink like amazing and they were huge with like these big gold things so I'd always meet these guys that would be like, oh, where do you work? And I would be right. like, you're Belinda Junior High, you know, like, and I knew that I was like in a dangerous space. Yeah. And I didn't like a lot of the intention. Sometimes I wanted the attention. Sometimes it was fun to explore it in a safe space. But I also didn't want all that attention. She started changing in other ways, too which led to a bit of a breakthrough that she carries to this day. She started wondering, should she still be self-sacrificially accommodating like she was when she was a kid? Should she try to fit in with the rich popular kids in their designer clothes? Like a lot of things happened that year that I was turning into a completely different person. Like when I was a kid, I was so like, Jesus says to turn the other cheek that you could do something cruel to me on the playground and then come inside and sit next to me and ask me for a pencil and I would happily loan you my pencil, you know, like, and a bunch of things happened in junior high where I saw like the light 
mm-hmm. and was like, oh my gosh, like this is life changing. Like I'm never going to be one of these people. Like, cause up to that point, like I was getting sucked in by her need to like fit in because my best friend was obsessed with becoming one of the popular kids and being with like the rich kids and I was starting to get like a jerk about like I only want to wear clothes from Contento you know mm-hmm. or the wet seal mm-hmm. you know so I was turning into a gross person so it's super good that I left but anyways I had this epiphany and then I moved into this thing in eighth grade where I was like I don't give a crap about any of y'all's I never, like, I was never physical, and I would never have been, like, outwardly mean to anyone. I just stopped taking people's crap. I would, like, went the complete opposite of the Jesus (laughs) thing and was just like, what? You know? (laughs) And then by high school, I found a nice, even space where I'm just like, I'm doing my own thing. I can't waste my energy on what Uh the rest of the world thinks, you know? Right, right. And then I was in my happy zone, but yeah, it was kind of a B in eighth grade. Yeah. That's finding yourself, though. Yeah, exactly. You had to go through like the extremes to like find what's your happy middle ground. Right. I would get in trouble. I was always in detention, like, but not for anything bad, just for like saying something brash, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would finish my work way ahead of everybody else, or I didn't. So I would always be writing notes or like whispering or like talking. Or, like, the teacher would call on me, and I would, I don't know, like, if I had an issue with a teacher, which continued throughout my high school years, I had teachers who despised me. My freshman year teacher hated me so much from the get-go. So our very first paper, big term paper, was on um, Beowulf. So I read the book a couple times, and then I wrote my term paper. And let's recall that this was, like, before the interwebs. So, like, the only way you could possibly cheat on an essay would be to go copy things out of books. You know, (laughs) like, which you would have to go to the library to do. So you'd have to be pretty serious about cheating. (laughs) Yeah. And one day I get called into the principal's office with my mom, and she's accusing me of plagiarizing my paper, and I was so dumbfounded. I was like, what? why would I do? So to because she was so convinced, and even the principal was like, I don't know, this is a very grown-up paper. I had to go in a room with my mom, the teacher, and the principal, and, the, and rewrite from scratch a new paper about no. Beowulf while they watched no. me. <gasps> and then the, the principal was like, I am so sorry. Please forgive us. I inspired either deep love in my teachers or complete hatred. Right. And then I would make it worse by being a sassy pants about everything. Right. So a lot of that was why I got in detention. You know, like I'd have to like clean all the dirty stuff off the walls in the bathroom or like pick up chewing gum on the field or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I got detention all the time and largely it was for tardies because I was constantly tardy. But what we had to do was write Bible verses. Mm. Wait, did you go to a Christian school? Mm. Oh, bummer for you. Dawn was learning to think for herself, to try and not give a crap what other students or teachers thought about her. And with that, we returned to her boy journey chronicled in the diary. 
because thinking for herself also meant going with older church boys. And then this is from my 16-year-old boyfriend. He had a white Mustang with red leather interior, which was the main reason I wanted him to be my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, So he wrote, my dad said it's not a good idea for you and I, but we're still going. Hey, sorry I'm sitting back there, but I thought you were pissed at me. Your parents got really mad about that time in the parking lot. Boy, how do you stand them? I will talk to you alone before class. Don't be confused. Right back. Wait, were you 12 when you were dating? Yeah. And And he was 16. Yeah. He's like, yeah, and your dad was real serious. And he told my dad. And my dad thought it was pretty funny and told me. (laughs) Because I guess they caught me kissing him. That's all I ever did with him. But I just wanted to have a boyfriend that I could tell people. My boyfriend is 16 and goes to this college. And then someone at one point was like, you know, he's cheating on you. I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes. (sighs) Now being a parent, like I would lose my shit if my 12 year old was dating a 16 year old. Yeah. There's a part in here where he, I describe how he explained to me all the benefits of dating him, including that he could drive me everywhere. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. We're going to rewind to when Don started talking with this 16 year old. The story is not about him though. And Don's diary itself is a little confused about what this story is really about. Okay. Here's the saucy. Okay. Lord, forgive me. Sunday, June 13th, 1982. Today was one of the funnest days of my life. We got up as usual and went to church where Greg S. told me that Greg E. might ask me to go around. After church, we got Kentucky Fried and took it to the birthday fellowship picnic at Cock Park. It was fun, mostly because I got to talk to Greg E. After they finished the softball game, Christina asked Melissa and I to go to her house. I begged mom and she finally agreed. I ran to tell them I could go because they were leaving. When I caught up with them, they had almost driven away. I tried to climb in the back seat, but John, Mike, Philip, and Kristen, with Melissa on her lap, were already crammed back there. The only place left to sit was Greg E.'s lap in the front seat. Uh It was a long way to John's house, but I really enjoyed it. It (laughs) It felt good to sit in his arms. His hands gently caressing my arms, hair, sides, hips, etc. Oh my god. <laughs> I could barely get that out. No. It was then that I realized I liked Greg an awful lot. <laughs> so we got there and everyone except me changed into bathing suits. I didn't want anyone to see me in a bathing suit, especially Greg. The guys went out front to play basketball, and Chris and Melissa swam. Half an hour later, Larry, Dale, Tanya, and David, these are all like high school people, by the way, and I'm in junior high, drove up, and everyone went back and swam. I really looked cute that day. I feel stuck up saying that, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't want to get my hair wet. I sat and watched everybody when Dale splashed me and got my hair completely wet. So believe it or not, I jumped in fully dressed. Okay, there's a very upsetting thing coming up that I just gloss over in a way that I can't believe I glossed over. I went in and changed into Chris's mom's bathing suit and came back out and swam. Someone finger banged me as I swam by and I blamed it on Mike E. Boy, was he mad. I guess I was wrong. 
I would. I'm not making this up. I swam over a boy who jammed his finger through my bathing suit up into my crotch, and I saw who it was. Like there was no one else in that side of the pool. Like that whole thing I wrote down is so upsetting. <laughs> no, just let me read this again. Ah. I came back out and swam. Someone finger banged me and I blamed it on Mike E. Boy, was he mad. I guess I was wrong. We sat in the jacuzzi spa for a long time, then got out. We ate popcorn chips and soda and I sat very close to Greg the whole time he was playing Atari. We rode to church all nine of us in this fucking car driven by a teenager. Okay, y'all, we'll loop back to that. But here's the last part of the diary entry where she connects with the soon-to-be 16-year-old boyfriend. <laughs> Church that night, yeah. Greg and Philip asked Kristen and I to go to the party the next night. I said yes. At home, I called Philip, then Kristen, to make sure she would go to the party. John got on the phone and talked for a while, then asked me to go with him. So this was the 16-year-old. This is my first inclination. He dug me. I should have said yes, but stupid fool, I said no. He said he was going to drive soon, and that would be great for me because he could drive me everywhere. I thought of Sharon and Bart and cars because Sharon did it in, like, sixth grade. Oh, wow. And I just realized I couldn't handle it. I really wish I was older and I could. Okay, but do you just thought... Oh, my God. Like, how I just was like... And then this guy finger-banged me. Like, what the hell? That whole story was just, like, the perfect definition of being 12. Like, yeah, yeah. And, like, no... Terribly very... traumatic things alongside, yeah. like, amazing once-in-a-lifetime And then moments. we ate soda and chips. Right, like... like... And played sorry. Oh, my God. Okay, so you blamed it on Mike E or something. It was 100%. There was no one else in okay. that side of the pool. okay. Your feelings are towards Mike, who's upset being blamed for the finger banging. Exactly. That's why I'm like, that's I why I was like, can I read this again to you? Because I'm like, boy, was he mad? And I like underlined it. Everyone harassed me. And I didn't tell anyone. I told the girls whose house it was, who was the sister of the 16-year-old boy. I was like, something just happened. And I like tried to share it with one. And then we were sitting there in the pool. And she's like, Mike. Don said you finger banged her when she swam over you, and that is not okay. And he was like, what? Oh, my God, why would you make that up? And everyone was like, Don, why would you say that? That's so messed up. Like, he would never do something like that. It must have been, like, in your imagination. I was like, it was not in my imagination. Like, and they're like, yeah, oh, my God, you're so lame. Like, they all went off on me right. about and how I was making it Right, and you wrote none of that. I wrote none of that. his feelings. I, I, yeah. He was mad. I guess I was wrong. We sat in the spa for a long time, then got out and ate popcorn and chips. Like, that's all, that's all I said. <laughs> In that instant. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, wow. So it was like my sauciest day and also right. my first. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I think it didn't phase me as much as it might have someone else because ever since I got boobs and wore a bra, it was just the constant snapping of my bra and boys would corner me after school when I was trying to leave in a corner and try to feel my boobs and stuff, you know? So I think I was so used to being manhandled that like it didn't really phase me that right, much. Right. But like, oh my God, if your daughter came and told right? you that. <laughs> oh my God. 
Uh, but that's also terrible that you had to put up with that. Not the finger yeah. banging, but I know, all of I it. Mean, well, also, does anyone say finger bang anymore? I don't. I don't think I that's a word anymore. I will say finger bang forever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have not heard that word come up. I heard finger In- blast recently, Whoa. which like also seems pretty. I good. know we said it all the time because there's always these rumors. Like, did you hear that so and so finger bang so and so on the trail? And you were like, oh my god, she's such a slut. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I don't think I ever did that in real life as like a romantic thing with anyone. Like, <laughs> like I think it was always just the stuff of legend and uh. swim parties. But. I just don't, I don't know if it's a thing like it was at the time. It was like a real thing then. Well, because now they just like go straight to having anal sex or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just like don't do any of the weird foreplay stuff. In this scary, awkward, and exciting time, Dawn made mistakes of her own. Like one of my saddest moments that I can't believe what a jerk I was. Oh no. The family had two sons and a daughter. I secretly liked the younger one that was my age. They asked me to come over for a swim party. And while we were in the jacuzzi, unmanaged by the parents would never (laughs) manage us, by the way. He asked me if I wanted to go and he was older. He was in high school. So I was like, yeah. And then his brother got jealous because his brother and I liked each other. And so then we were in the jacuzzi and then he was like, will you break up with my brother and go with me? And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so in the same afternoon, I walked over to oh. his brother and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> I know I said I would go with you, but I really want to go with your brother. Okay, but that's legendary. That's just horrible, man. (laughs) Like, so horrible. I can't believe that I did that. After Don's heyday kissing all the church boys, things calmed way down. The most I ever did with boys was kiss them. Like... Yeah, I never dated anyone. Like, okay. so I had the crazy junior high. Right. And then just Zilcho in high school. Okay, okay. Just nothing. Just crickets. Yeah. For all of high school. I didn't kiss a single boy in high school, except I randomly kissed this dude in Venice. Like, who... <laughs> I bet it was epic. It's Just because, yeah. Because someone wanted to kiss me on the Bridge of Sighs. And I was like... I remember my best friend was super grossed out that he did that, but I was like, I don't know. It just felt Almost like Almost anyone moment. can kiss yeah. me on a bridge in Venice. <laughs> I remember he was like a weird red-haired Italian guy, and I always had an issue with red-haired people being born one, so I felt like I was allowed to not like red-haired people because they're nutty. They really are nutty. Absolutely. I asked Dawn why she didn't date in high school and how she managed And she brought it back to what she shared about not feeling safe with the attention that she got. It wasn't only fear of what they might do to her, but also fear of what she might do and what that meant about her. I felt like I was like a perv. Like I felt like if I started dating guys, I'd be in a lot of trouble. So... When we found out we were going to move, I gained all that weight. And I just, I quickly realized, oh, every time I gain weight, nobody bothers me anymore. Yeah. So 
I just kind of stayed in that cocoon of being a chubby girl and not really having to deal with any of the things I was afraid of about myself. Right. You know? Like, right. Um, which is probably really good for me. I probably couldn't have handled a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So what do you mean? Like, do you feel like middle school time period, like you were really horny and so you were like, I probably should not access it, it wasn't that part? It, it, high or like, school. What? It was like high school. Yeah. I mean, once I figured out how to do stuff with yourself, it was on. Yeah. Like, I remember times when my mom was pounding on the door, like, we're going to be late for school. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, give me one more minute. You know? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. like, I was just, like, obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, And I was like, perfect. I don't have to, like, deal with any of the nonsense. I don't have to get pregnant. Right. I can just have fun with my friends. Like, but I happen to be friends with people who, like, my best friend that we never talked about boys or sex because she never dated anybody either oh okay but i really thought i was why am i blanking out on the word (laughs) i want to keep saying kleptomaniac but what do you call it (laughs) nymphomaniac i thought it was an info right because i could never think about the same thing twice it always had to be something different right like and so So you had a rich inner life oh my god so and you know there were things i made things like you know it was a lot like and my mom found something that i made that was uncool, like, um, but we never talked about it. Just one day it was gone. <laughs> I love how creative you are and Let's crafty. Just say it involved, like, my eighth grade graduation lace gloves was part of it. <laughs> oh. I inherited the perv. My mom was, like, such a perv. She saw perviness in everything, and only pervy right. people right. see that. So, right. like, you know when you'd get, like, your pictures back? It's just an example. Like, I got a pack of pictures back. And you know when you're trying to load the camera, sometimes you'd accidentally take a picture Yeah, yeah, something. yeah, yeah. She came home one day, and she's like, what is this? And I was like, that's my elbow, you know? But she just constantly assumed right. that I was doing all these terrible... I must be doing all these terrible things. Right. Like, but I was smart enough to know, like, I don't... I mean, I think that was at the base of everything. I was like, I don't want to mess myself up by getting pregnant or entangled or any yeah. of that crap. Like, that I was got so wise. much life to live, That's, you know? Like, yes, very wise. So, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty, I, all I thought about all the time was like, when I get out of Bakersfield yeah. and I can start my life, yeah. you know, in San Francisco. After high school, she moved away to college and got a serious long-term boyfriend. Eventually, they broke up, and Dawn's now been happily married for 14 years. Dawn and I were talking about who she is now, how maybe there's something about her that draws other weirdos in, makes them comfortable. Unhoused people on the street will gather around and have a long conversation with Dawn. And this might seem unrelated to all the middle school shenanigans we talked about, but Dawn thinks somehow on a more spiritual level, it ties back to how she's always felt about being in her body. I don't know, there's just something about me like that brings out the Uh weirdness in other people towards me. Like, even when like when I had blood red hair, old ladies would just be like grabbing my hair in the grocery store. And I think, actually, no, you asked me this. Here's what I think it is. I have, ever since I was a little kid, felt no connection to my body. 
I don't like having a body. All it does is run into things. And I used to tell my mom when I was really little, I wish that I could just be a heart because then everyone would love me for who I truly am. And I wouldn't have to deal with these broken bones and all this stuff. And I've never once in my life felt grounded in a body, like a body is a pain in the ass to me. So maybe there's something about that where people sense I'm not the right kind of human. I get it. I get what you're saying. Like if someone told me, oh, you're actually one of those alien plants, mm -hmm. I would be like, totally believe it. Like, mm -hmm. Because they've never felt like a normal, like this is what you're supposed to do when you're here. And then I marry someone who's so grounded in his body and like, like he mm -hmm. looks like he grew out of roots in the ground and he's standing there, you know? <laughs> And I'm just all, why does he even like me? I don't know.